Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. think we're all set what's going on everybody welcome into a later in the week yet early in the week edition of underground sports philadelphia it's episode number 237 i'm your host kyle bennett coming at you live from underground studios as always show brought to you by our awesome local sponsors main auto llc ducharms pro foot security 21 paul j gillespie incorporated bob novick auto mall and if you are looking to get a new car Need work done on your car. Bob Novick Auto Mall has just reopened. We shared their reopening video on our Facebook page. Make sure you check that out so you know all the details about how to go about getting your new car safely. Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, our kick-ass merch provider, Design Tree, DSGNTree.com. Search Underground Sports Philadelphia. And if you use our promo code SPRING20, you're going to save yourself 20% off your entire order at checkout. That's SPRING20 at DSGNTree.com. And our most recent sponsor, they just dropped a limited run of red, white, and blue splatter sunglasses. There's only 50 of them things available. Go get yours now at TomahawkShades.com. They are the best in the business, a quality product for an affordable price. You guys know I wear my Blue Light Plus glasses every single show. And if you use our promo code USP and you want to go get one of those one of 50 red, white, and blue splatter sunglasses just in time for Memorial Day, you're going to get 25% off with our promo code USP at checkout. You can't beat it. Check out our friends at Tomahawk Shades. And right now we're joined by a guy who I get to work with throughout the week working on just another football podcast and making his underground sports Philadelphia return, I believe for the first time, Connor, since post-2018 NFL draft. Welcome back to the show, man. Uh, It's been way too long, but what's going on? Hey, man, thanks for having me on. I'll go ahead and talk with you real quick and get that little announcement that we got going on. So we've been teasing an announcement for a little bit now. Uh, Connor, you and I this weekend have kind of just deliberated on some things. We've been working side-by-side with Just Another Football Podcast, getting that bad boy launched on the national stage, and uh, we're giving that bad boy a home. So the official announcement is Just Another Football Podcast is going to be presented by Underground Sports Philadelphia, and to make things better, the man, the myth, the legend, Connor Miles, is officially official a member of Underground Sports Philadelphia's podcast network. Obviously going to be sticking with just another football podcast, doing a ton of NFL and college football stuff for us as well. It's been a long time coming. We've been friends on Twitter for what seems like an eternity, and it's about damn time that we're just working side by side with this thing. I couldn't agree more, man. It's, uh, it's going to be a really fun time. I'm excited to work with Underground and get this thing rolling man 
I'm excited. And obviously, Connor writes for Fansided. He covers the Buccaneers and the NFL as a whole for Fansided as well. But for the for our listeners that don't necessarily know about Just Another Football Podcast yet, which if you don't, you're missing out. We're pumping out great, just all 32 content over there. Just let everybody know the vision for Just Another Football Podcast, where it came from, and uh, what they can expect. Because the guest list that we've been pulling on that show is absolutely stupid. So, really just want to talk football, man. That's That was what it was. Uh, you and I talked about that before, how we really wanted to get into that and do a podcast based on football. And uh, that's really just what it wanted to be. And I didn't expect it to be like well, all the guests that we've had on. Uh, I didn't expect it to be that popular. We already 51 ratings on Apple Podcasts. Uh, it's only the beginning for us, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. we got a lot to do still. We're still growing. But uh, – I think if people want, like you said, a good talk, good talk on all 32 teams and inside little information that we get dropped on the show and all that stuff, uh, check us out. And it's kind of just the rebirth of your OG All 32 podcast that you had back in the day when we first met. And uh, like you said, it's been popping, you know, from guests like Mark Schofield to Adam Kaplan, who thinks you're trolling Ian Rappaport, which I think is absolutely hilarious. Uh, to just today, <laughs> Johnny Kinsley coming back on the show, Mike K, Johnny Page, like the list goes on and on. And uh, you've been killing it with booking the. I mean, we had the guy who broke into Tom Brady's house on the show. Just absolutely fun, different style of football talk. It's not your typical just X's and O's. You're gonna get the X's and O's on just another football podcast, but you're gonna get a lot of fun insight. And not just back and forth banter. You're gonna get heated debates. You're gonna get fun topics to talk about. And uh, it's been an absolute blast being a part of that show. And I'm glad that uh, we can put put it under the underground umbrella and f- launch our first national type podcast. And uh, couldn't have anybody better running the show than you, man. I appreciate it, Kyle. I'm excited. Let's get this thing going. I'm super pumped. Now, we've been we've been talking about the Eagles draft a little bit on the show week in and week out. Uh, obviously, you are not the biggest fan of the Jalen Hurts uh, pick, but overall, Eagles draft, in your opinion, what what were your thoughts? Uh, I mean, you know, if let's just say Jalen Hurts has to come in and something happens to Winston towards the end of the year, basically what happened in 2017, if – I don't. I don't know because it, it just depends. If it can't happen this year, obviously. I don't think Jalen Hurts will be quarterback too this year. I think it's going to be Sudfeld for just this season, especially with this pandemic going on. Uh, really tough transition for a rookie quarterback. I don't think he's going to take the number two job right out of the gate. Uh, your hope is if if Wentz go down, then maybe Hurts can come in and run the same RPO type concepts that. The Eagles did with Nick Foles during that magical Super Bowl run, uh, where they really went back to the playbook like the Chick Kelly era, where Foles dominated and did twenty-seven and two. So, in that actress, in that aspect of the game, I like it because Hurts is mobile, and I think he can perform that offense very well. Uh, I don't know if he can do it to the full level of Foles, because again, Foles was a seasoned veteran by the time he won the Super Bowl in Philadelphia. You only get four years of Hurts guaranteed. Uh, it's it's just a tough sell to use a premium pick on a backer quarterback, uh, regardless what the situation is. Even if you question Wentz's durability, you're still invested in him. We all there's no way they move on for Carson Wentz 
That team loves Carson Wentz. Hi, Roseman is pro Carson Wentz. Uh, they just look. Philadelphia is the team that always covets the quarterback two position uh, more than any team, more than any fans would understand in the NFL. Uh, it dates back to really when Jeff Lurie just got, uh, purchased the team. Andy Reid era, Doug Peterson now. Uh, even with Chip Kelly, they loaded up at the quarterback position with Dennis Dixie, Michael Vick, Nick Foles, uh, Matt Barkley in the fourth round. It's it's just what they do. Uh, look, it's funny that McNabb comes out and passes my security when it, this was pretty much, if you were a fan, because our generation is really the McNabb when he was the yeah, quarterback. Yeah, we, we grew That's up with we McNabb. Grew up with. Yeah, so if you remember that, he would get injured frequently. And the back mm-hmm. quarterback would come in, you see A.J. Philly won games for this team. You saw um, Jeff, Garcia. Jeff Garcia. Yeah, Jeff Garcia come into the team uh, and won some games. Mike Redman even had to play some games. <laughs> he didn't win any, but he didn't. He had to play some games. But hell, we saw Coy Detmer play for this team. At this point, you expect that. I would. I hate to say it, with Carson Wentz too. You're you're probably gonna most likely get the great play Carson Wentz gives you. I think he'll have a better career than me now in Philadelphia. I think he'll be the undisputed best franchise quarterback to ever play for the Eagles eventually. I think he might win a Super Bowl. I think he has that it factor. But I think it's a fair assumption that you're going to see Carson Wentz's backup at some points during years of his career. It's It happened in North Dakota State. Eastern Stick played for him while he was hurt. It's happened in the NFL. Dick Foles has played for him while he was hurt and won a Super Bowl. If anybody can handle it, it, it is Carson Wentz because of what he's gone through through his career. It's just... Again, you could have done that in the fourth round with uh, some quarterbacks they have on the board. I, I mean, they just took the best quarterback they thought was available. It is what it is now at this point. Uh, if Jalen Hurts has to come in in any situation, your hope is that he can run the RPO system. And that's just what I'll say on that real quick. Uh, Jalen Rieger is the future vert- vertical threat of this team long term that gives Carson Wentz the athletic playmaker downfield he strives for in a wide receiver. Uh, that's just the best thing. And not only, not only that, people really undersell the fact that Jalen Rieger's dad has history with the Philadelphia yep, Eagles. And I think that and, played a big part in why they picked them. And Aaron Moorhead. Mm-hmm. Aaron, he played, was on the Colts too. So this, this team had more inside track on Jalen Rieger than any team in the NFL, who, which by the way, rumors are Vikings might consider taking him at 22 and the Saints wanted him at 24. So it looks like people were higher on Jalen Rieger than the most Eagles fans were. I would disagree. I was really high on him. Yeah, you were a big Jalen Rieger guy from the get go. Like he was. He's a your huge guy. playmaker. He's a huge playmaker. Mm-hmm. See, here's the thing about here's the thing that people don't really translate because in college everybody looks at production. So here's why, right off the bat, in 2016, I'll just use this for example. Everybody thought Jared Goff was an amazing prospect, way better than Carson Wentz. It was a consensus. That's what people thought. Mm-hmm. And mostly what people would argue is that they would bring up his box score and they compare the two. College is a completely different breed. TCU had uh, Max Dugan, true freshman quarterback, not NFL caliber. Won't, won't become an NFL caliber quarterback. Most TCU's quarterbacks don't, as we all know. When you're a playmaker that thrives down the field, you need a quarterback that can throw the ball down the field. He hasn't really had many of those opportunities yet, which was great for... Jalen Rieger's career, 
because now he learned to make catches outside his frame. Now he now he's learned to make the really uh, more opportunities in the in the short game rather than just be a one trick pony. So the best thing about uh, Jalen Rieger is that he had experience with that stuff at TCU. The Eagles already have familiarity with his father. Uh, his father played with their wide receivers coach. Everything is lining up for Jalen Rieger to be a long term playmaker for the Eagles. Love the pick. They know more about him than the fans do. They know more about him than the media does. Uh, if they didn't feel this confident and knowing somebody, they don't make this pick. They would have won the safer guy, Justin Jefferson, like they showed in years past when they valued college production. So make, it makes me very confident on it. And I, like I said, I was really high on Jalen Rieger. Uh, really, dude, he he's a he gives me OBJ vibes. Yeah, I mean, we, we had Jamie Plunkett from uh, SB Nation's TCU blog on a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. to talk about Rieger, and his direct comparison, he said, you know, don't crush me for this. He said Jalen Rieger reminds him of Tyreek Hill. Yeah. And, you know, right then and there, I was like, okay, this is a guy who's seen Jalen Rieger up close and personal, and if he reminds him of Tyreek Hill, sign me all the way up, because if you put a Tyreek Hill type into this Eagles offense with Carson Wentz, look out. Because every other single secondary in the NFC East is subpar to me. And if you're throwing a guy with speed like that on the field opposite of Deshaun Jackson and, as of right now, Alshon Jeffrey, this offense, the sky is the limit with the way that they've been remaking this offense. We've seen time and time and again wide receivers of that type of skill set that are just boomer busts each play, translate well to the NFL, the same will happen with Jalen Rieger. I have no doubt in my mind. Eagles made a great pick. Uh, I would definitely do that over Justin Jefferson any day of the week. Uh, that's what I'm just I, – I don't think people really realize, though. The Eagles' value really were high on college production, and I think Joe Douglas' influence was huge on that one. Now that he left, the whole entire tides – of this past draft churned completely. They went after the athletic guys. They went after the guys with the potential. And they went after the guys that most of us, I, I don't want to call us all internet scouts and the greatest or anything, but most of us internet scouts didn't know what Jalen Rieger was because we didn't see opportunities for Jalen Rieger to show who he really is. You you would trust that an NFL front office and an NFL scouting uh, personnel unit would be able to show enough to Doug Peterson, enough to High Roseman to say, hey, this is how we can integrate this guy's skill set to our offense, and this is how these opportunities will will work with our offense, where there was lack of in TCU. So we we really learn to the fit of what Jalen Rieger brings to the Eagles and understand his skill set. The more you love the pick, you just have to do the the research. So look, I love the turning of the tides of this draft. I I I can disagree with one of their picks. It's fine. I disagreed with. DJ Osega Whiteside last year, too. It's it's okay to disagree with some of the picks sometimes, and sometimes they don't work out. But I, not only that, Kyle, the best thing about Jalen Hurts' pick right off the bat, which this is the last thing I'll say on him, then we'll move on to Davion Taylor and talk about some other picks in this draft. You have to account for him now if the Eagles mm-hmm. make him active on, on game day. And that if you could just add another factor to – for a defensive coordinator to think about and keep him up at night, that's how you would create a winning atmosphere. That's how you create a winning football team. That's what the Saints do with Taysom Hill. So I don't, I, 
seeing Doug Peters to try to emulate that wouldn't surprise me because he's that much of an innovator, just like Sean Payton. I think Doug Peterson literally is Sean Payton, in my opinion. He literally is the same kind of head coach, same caliber head coach as Sean Payton is. So I do think there is going to be some kind of because they they had dressed three quarterbacks this past this past year. Mm-hmm. Nate Sudfeld did dress a couple times. So if you really are getting into the grueling parts of the season, maybe you're, you have some injuries on your team. That, the number one seed is the most important thing now, right? Like the, I think a lot of exactly. teams this year drafted still in the mindset of, oh, it's a 16-game schedule and the playoffs are the same. No, the playoffs are different, and you know, next year we're going to see a 17-game schedule where I think this Jalen Hurts pick comes into play even more than it does this year because eventually we're going to see an 18th game added to the schedule, whether we like it or not, and you damn well know the players are going to argue that they're only going to want to start and play 16 games. And at that point, you're going to have to have a team that is acclimated to having players that are starting caliber players active for two games. And I think the Eagles are getting ahead of the curve there to kind of just learn the process of how a different season is going to come into play. Plus, I don't know if you saw the the Adam Schefter quote on that My Sports Update podcast. He's expecting the cap to drop significantly. And if you're paying your backup quarterback pennies on the dollar compared to, let's just say, oh, the Dallas Cowboys this year paying Andy Dalton $7 million for one year, the Eagles are paying Jalen Hurts $6 million over four years. I think it's just a a very smart cap manipulation thing off the field. And sure, you still use that premium pick, but you're still paying Jalen Hurts nothing compared to what some of these backup quarterbacks are making. I mean, you look out in in Las Vegas now, Marcus Mariota is making starter money pretty much. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, from the cap manipulation standpoint, which we all know Howie Roseman is notorious for, I think that plays a huge part in it, knowing that the the salary cap space going into next offseason is going to be an issue across the board for all 32 teams. And now the Eagles don't have to worry about a backup quarterback because we all know Nate Sudfeld's probably going to walk in the offseason. Yeah, absolutely. And I, look, I get that too. It's the only thing that I it, that I get really I, – I don't, I don't want to doubt Doug Peterson because I think he knows the quarterback position better than anyone. And you whipped a Clayton Thorson, but he's a fifth-round pick. You Most teams operate with the hope of fifth-round pick, pans out if it doesn't, then move on and don't waste your time. I know that we like to harp on it the most. But we're Eagles Twitter. That's a completely different thing. This this team's not thinking the way that Twitter is. Uh, so that your hope is that they can develop Jalen Hurts to play in a West uh, West Coast offense. I I just question it a lot. I thought he'd be a play action type quarterback. I thought he'd be great in Tennessee. Back here at Brian Tannehill and then replacing him eventually. But we'll see, man. It's going to be an interesting ride. And now teams have to at least have Jalen Hurts on their mind as. The Eagles doing a trick player, and they're known to do trick plays, as we know, Philly Special and other such plays. We'll see. Uh, but let's, you want to keep going on in the draft? You want to keep hitting on the rest of the draft? Yeah, we can hit on the rest of the draft. I think the overall consensus of this draft, too, of just changing the team, and Doug Peterson was talking about how this team's going to have a different look. They just emphasize speed across the board, no matter what position it was that they selected. Yeah, they, they wanted athletes because they were so slow as a team. The huge reason why that I felt they were okay moving on from Malcolm Jenkins is because 
of how slow he got, mm-hmm. uh, how many blown coverages he got because of how he's mostly slowing down. Now he's in New Orleans where he can be strictly a box safety that he was really mostly becoming with the Eagles, but he has so much uh, speed and range at corner and, and safety to make up for his deficiencies where he didn't have that in Philadelphia. So it is going to be a different feel. It's going to be more athletic. It's going to be more rangy. Uh, look with the pick of Davion Taylor. That's a huge rangy ath- athlete who can uh, is very quick. Uh, I I really do love his range, especially in a, in a in a four two five scheme where you want to have your linebackers cover so much space in the field. I feel like I could trust him doing that. It's just him developing as a linebacker. He's a huge project. Uh, barely has played it. Only one year of high school football, then moved on to college. And even in Colorado, they asked him just to cover the slot. So he's more of like even a nickel corner. Uh, uh, dime safety like that. So uh, again, you got to mold him into something that you think you can, and they spend a third round pick on him. So they must believe they they can. But it, yeah, the turning of the tides. Like I said, it's it. They don't want to be slow anymore. They want to be a fast team, fast mm-hmm. teams win championships. Uh, speed is what really got it done for the Chiefs this past this past off season. So I, I like the pick of Daniel Taylor. I just don't think you're going to see the real impact of him in, for at least two years. Uh, I think he's way too raw, but your hope is that you can stick with the more four two five concepts and have him be a rangy linebacker in your two linebacker scheme. Yeah, I, I like the pick. Uh, he reminds me of kind of a better Nate Gary because I think he's way more athletic mm-hmm. than Nate. Um, but like you said, he's super raw, and I don't think he's going to fully come into his own for at least another two years. But I like the potential that he brings to the table because I think he's just a freak athlete that you can throw out at the linebacker position. He fits the mold of what the Eagles have put at the linebacker position over the past couple of years. And I think that's kind of what they want to roll with. They want to roll out there with guys that are just athletes playing in the middle of that defense between a stout defensive line. And for all intents and purposes, I think the secondary right now is being severely underrated I like mm-hmm. what they've done with the secondary. Um, and I think if you can just put athletes in between both of those units, Jim Schwartz is going to be happy. Oh, yeah. They have they have a lot of speed out there. They have now really good coverage. Uh, Darius Slay is one of the best one corners in the NFL. He is really great in press, too. He banged up his hamstring last year in week three and suffered through it throughout the rest of the season. So that really affected him in man coverage, especially given the fact that Matt Patricia plays zone, so I mean, excuse me, man, pressed so much that Slay was the third most in those type of snaps this past all uh, this past season. With the shorts, you're going to get a mix of both. Uh, you have so much versatility in that secondary now. You can line Mills up a corner if needed uh, due to matchups. You can line Kevin Wallace up in the slot if needed due to matchups. You have Nicole Roby Coleman, who's probably going to be your next Patrick Robinson. Uh, Darius Slay can show you know the number one wide receiver of the team. You have so much versatility that you can use. Will Parks is also there as death. I think the best thing about Will Parks, I'm not guaranteeing he makes the team or anything, to be honest. Uh, it just depends what they decide to do at Mills because now Kayvon Wallace enters the picture and you're going to probably want to give him some playing time. He's deserving of some, let's be honest, very underrated prospect. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, at least you're avoiding situations where Rudy Ford or Marcus Epps or Andrew Sudejo has to get on the field with a guy like Parks. Well, Cloud's back. Very underrated player. Very underrated starter for the Eagles. Quarterback, too, doesn't really matter to me at this point because it's either going to be Maddox or Jones. and It's pretty obvious. And whoever it is is most likely going to be facing the third best wide receiver on the team. So mm-hmm. they're in a perfect situation no matter what. 
uh, with Nicole Ruby Coleman holding it down, and Nicole and Slay. It, 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 there's so much versatility they can do. So yeah, I like it too because they can they can really just throw out guys. They they really value quantity is what they did instead of quality with Malcolm Jenkins. Mm-hmm. They turned his salary pretty much into all these players that we're mentioning. They can just really they, whoever they play, they can line up guys differently anywhere uh, to match up well with who they're playing with their opposition. So I like what they're doing in the secondary too. I think it's very underrated as well. They arguably have two of the best slot corners in the entire NFL with Roby Coleman and Craven LeBlanc. Uh, they don't like Craven LeBlanc for some reason. Which is baffling to me because anytime know, I, he's on I the field, like he's him. good. Yeah, I I don't know what it's about. Uh, he's I think he's done here. I don't even know if he's going to make the team at this point now because there's so many corners. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, you signed to call Roby Coleman and you signed him to start. It's going to be interesting with the secondary, especially just with the – the revamp of speed at the linebacker because you bring in Davion Taylor, you bring in Sean Bradley too, who is like another just kind of blunt force speed linebacker um, who I think has a a really good shot of sticking on the practice squad. And if somebody gets injured, he can slide right in. He's got the familiarity with his home field already coming from Temple being a South Jersey kid. And uh, we had Graham Foley who covers Temple football, just graduated from Temple as well, said Sean Bradley reminds him of Kamu Gruje Hill. And they just lost him in free yeah. agency. So if you kind of just replace a guy who's been here already with someone who's just like him, I like that fit a lot. I heard the same thing too. And plus, you got to think of all the special team snaps they have to make up mm-hmm. from uh, losing Grugier Hill, very big special teams player. So that's what your hope is probably for Sean Bradley at this point as he comes in and uh, becomes a solid special teams player since he is a thumper. I, I believe in him too. I think he can make the roster. Yeah, uh, just because from a special teams standpoint, I think he definitely made the roster. So, linebacker's probably going to be Gary, though. They love Nate Gary. And when Jim Schwartz loves a player, he plays a lot. So, mm-hmm. uh, I definitely see Nate Gary starting this year. And then TJ Edwards. I don't, think they're, gonna bring, I don't think they're going to bring Nigel Bradham back. I think they're going to go ahead and rock out with uh, TJ Edwards, see what they got, uh, evaluate where it is uh, and midway through the season. Because, I mean, if you remember, this is a team won the Super Bowl with their inside linebacker being Daniel Elby. Mm-hmm. So, Expecting them to care much about the linebacker position is foolish, unless there's a major injury that happens. That's the only way Bradham comes back. Uh, and I think he's better as a Sam linebacker anyways than he is a Mike. I think at this point in the Eagles' uh, scheme with all that's built into the defensive line with Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, Willie Jackson on the inside, outside with Barnett, uh, Sweat, and Graham, you might as well just have two athletic linebackers and let them roam the field and let that be your biggest weakness because that's what it's going to be under Jim Schwartz. Let's touch on our favorite offensive player that they took outside of Jalen Rager, John Hightower. So to me, the Eagles needed a one-trick pony, and that's it. That's all. They needed a guy that was just a one-trick pony, and I think they got that in John Hightower, who could track the ball at least. I know Sports Illustrated, uh, he quoted the tweet too, and – mocked his scouting report, but he had, he is a decent ball uh, in ball tracking. He's better than Aguilar. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Um, decent hands, too. I know his first year, his hands uh, were questionable, uh, but he followed that with four drops and 89 target, all 99 targets this past season. Look, they just need speed, and even if – because I predict I, – like my player comp for John Hightower is John Brown. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be the same type wide receiver, just give you nothing but a burner, uh, doesn't have to do much else for you. If if he can come in and just do that on certain plays and 
especially in this type of draft where you get all 35 wide receivers get drafted. So I know everybody wants to say, well, the fifth round picks, the day three picks aren't something to even lean on. You, you draft or type them up every year. That's true, but I would not use that to the wide receiver argument. And the NFL draft was my context for that because 35 wide receivers were drafted. The NFL loved them. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of guys got pushed on the board. John Hightower is a third round pick in any other draft. I don't care what anybody says. So, you're not relying on Marquise Goodwin. You know Deshaun Jackson's probably playing his last season in Philadelphia in 2020. You're going to need speed going into the next season, even this season and the year after. Uh, that's what John Hightower gives you. Jalen Rieger gives you a verbal threat, but he gives you more of a playmaker. John Hightower gives you that exact burner that takes the top off the defense where your secondary has to be honest. I love John Hightower pick. Good hands, decent ball tracker. Uh, one trick pony, I think, will be with the Eagles. I don't think he's going to be a starter, but I think he's going to be a guy he they deploy, uh, especially on cover fours, to keep the secondary honest. And they got another guy that I think is going to be a solid practice squad player, and if he needs to come up due to some absurd injury streak again, uh, I like the Quez Watkins pick. He, got, he brings that speed factor. He was the second fastest receiver in this draft behind Henry Ruggs. Uh, I think he's a, a solid guy who can be on the practice squad where you don't have to call guys off the street if somebody gets injured and you're calling up a guy who has burners again. Yeah, that yeah, exactly. So last year they go into the season, have all their injuries at wide receiver, dip into the practice squad. Uh, Greg Ward, good slot wide receiver, not very elusive, not huge, not a vertical presence. Uh, crafty, uh, short, intermediate guy that makes good catches. Robert Davis, not much more. Uh, I know some people think he's a vertical threat. I don't think so at all. Uh, Dante Burnett probably your most elusive guy they called up, and he's not even a vertical threat either. So you're in a year where uh, nobody's going to have that much knowledge of guys on your team. Uh, if Quez Watkins doesn't make the team, I agree with you. I think he is on the practice squad. And if there are injuries do happen to Sean Jackson, Oswald Jeffrey doesn't come back on time from Isles Frank, uh, Jay Jaw gets hurt again or doesn't look well, then you can call up a guy with speed off the practice squad. So yeah, I think he's the perfect practice squad candidate, and he gives him guy they gave him a speed guy to stash if anything goes wrong. I agree, I like it. And who's your favorite? I don't think he's that great though. I don't. I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't that high on him. Mm-hmm. And, but I mean, like you said, if it doesn't matter if you if as long as the Eagles can add the speed element to their offense at any time throughout the season, it opens doors to everything they can do. So, I think he's yeah, a better Shelton Gibson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've I've heard comparisons to Todd Pixon, and I kind of see it too because he mm-hmm. does get snake a lot. Who's your favorite UDFA that they brought in? Killings out of UCF. Um, I look if you show explosiveness like that, you can make it in the NFL. Eagles. Doug Peterson has a great track record with running backs succeeding under him. Uh, going back to Turk Hendrick West, Spencer Ware in Kansas City, and he gave him a ton of credit. For those guys' emergencies, uh, Ryan Matthews even played well under Doug Peterson when he wasn't even supposed to be a, a number one tailback at the point where he was. Uh, Blunt, Ajayi, look at them now. Uh, look at them when they were here. Corey they Clement. With them. Corey Clement, undrafted free agent out of nowhere. Nobody spent that much out of him. Peterson got so much out of him. Josh Adams, mm-hmm. too, uh, undrafted free agent. 533 yards out of him, and nobody thought anything of Josh Adams. Nobody does really right now either. And he got a ton of small, more than anybody would expect. Doug Peterson 
knows the running back position, has Deuce Staley, has Jeff Stoutland doing the wrong game coordinator. I trust him with young, undrafted free agents. And honestly, this is just my opinion because I know everybody wants to bring the veteran in in case Sanders gets hurt, which he did last year. I would just let them see what they have in the undrafted free agent guys. It, running back position is dime a dozen. You can replace them with that easily. Nobody saw what they what Boston Scott brought to the table. I would think he's a great third down back to have this year uh, to get the tough uh, short yardage gains and be an all-out playmaker. Killings offers a ton on kick returning, offers a ton on punt returning, which I think the Eagles have been incredibly average at these last couple of years. Very good playmaker out of the backfield. Receiving threat, which I think that they need to add to the backfield even more. I know Miles Sanders is a great receiving threat, but I think I would bring in Killings to see that. I love Michael Killings. I, I think that's a great pick. Yeah, uh, the the one linebacker they got is the guy I'm keeping an eye on because not only is he bringing that speed factor, but that boy can hit. He can drop back in coverage. He's intercepted passes. He he looks like he can read a quarterback's eyes pretty well, and I think he's another dark horse just because the the linebacker position on this team literally has no standout names. He could make his way onto this roster potentially if he has a good offseason, a good training camp, and plays well in the preseason if everything actually happens. Yeah, I meant to say Adrian Killings. They got Michael Warren and then messed up. But yeah, the, the Eagles linebackers position is so open. Anything can happen. And TJ Edwards made the team as an undrafted free agent last year. So the possibilities are. Uh, are really endless for anybody at this point at that position. It's completely wide open. It could be a great competition of a bunch of average guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be honest. It's not. It's going to be the weakness of the team. But yeah. are, you're talking about Dante Olsen, right, out of Montana? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I I do like him too. So we'll see. It's anybody's guess who plays. I, I think it's going to be TJ Edwards and Nate Gary, though, mm-hmm. that start the season for you. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, and this is the type of fun conversations you guys are going to get on Just Another Football Podcast. Once we get our website up and running, this is the kind of conversation you'll see from Connor on our website as well. We're bringing tons of content, you know, quarantine or not, we're still pumping it out, and uh, adding Connor to the team is going to uh, just improve that. You're the absolute best, man. I know you uh, just got done working. So uh, we'll let you go, but let everybody know where they can check you out on Twitter. I'm pretty sure if they are listening to this show, they're already following you, but let them know where they can check that out and where they can read all your stuff on Fansided. Well, so real quick, just to start a little Eagles debate before I have all. Oh, let's do it. All right, so you know this Prince offensive tackle from Auburn they got in the sixth round? Yes. Would have been an at least a second-round pick, maybe third-round pick if he was healthy and the medicals were – if it was out of the pandemic and we got hands-on medicals, would have been that's where he would have been picked. Easy. SEC left tackle, proven, did very well got against Kevon Chasen, who was a Jaguars first-round pick. If you're, if you're facing Andre Dillard's whaling, the Eagles have a developmental tackle now with a proven track record in an SEC conference where – they deal with NFL talented edge rushers. They might have the answer to the Andre Diller bust if it becomes one. Because I, I, I don't. I, I'm with you to, on this. I'm with you on this. He's nothing to write home about. He's nothing to write home about. And I know people are like, "Well, his six round pick, not like." Uh, I don't know about that, Connor. Like, and he, the medicals and all that. Jason Pierce is undrafted. Jason Kelsey is six round pick. Jalen Mills uh, was a seventh round pick. As much as people want to hate on Jalen Mills. 
he's turned his seventh round pick into being an NFL starting corner slash safety now. Big V was a fifth round pick, and now he's a starting right tackle. King Dunlap became uh, a starting left tackle for the Chargers after he left the Eagles as a seventh round pick. Jeff Stoutland knows how to carve out and develop the offensive linemen. I completely trust him with, with this Prince pick. Uh, look, Andre, Andre Jones is a wild card, and I'm not completely sold on him at this point. I was higher on him before he came into the NFL. Didn't really expect him to be even in the Eagles range when they picked him. But it's going to be a tough, tough year. And especially when you have these young players or their confidence gets shot, I would argue his sounded like it was. They don't really come back from it when you're an Eagle. Aguilar hasn't been able to come back from it. Now he's gone. Sidney Jones hasn't really been able to come back from it. Jay Jaw has to prove he can come back from it. And so does Dillard. So it'll be interesting to see, but they do have a developmental guy now at offensive tackle. That Plus, could. they drafted his teammate. Yeah, Driscoll's a good swing guy. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that move. Uh, he probably is more of the big replacement than Prince is. Yes. I think Prince, your prototypical left tackle, uh, backup, or eventual starter if he has to. But yeah, Driscoll, you can move around a lot. I like that. Plus, they gave Prince Tega a starter's number, they gave him 72. So, I mean, I would It's an elite offensive tackle number. Don't count it out, man. I don't love it. I you love can, it. You can find me on Miles Sheet on Twitter, if you haven't already. Uh, Fantire.com slash Connor Miles. Uh, C Miles. C-M-Y-L-E-S to find my articles. Uh, we got some good things going on here. Just another football podcast is going to be a hit. We got some good sponsors on there. Joe Thomas, Calvin Johnson, Megatron, T.O., Chad Johnson, if you haven't heard. So, big things coming that way, and looking forward to working with Kyle. The official league-wide NFL podcast of Underground Sports Philadelphia. Just another football podcast. My man, Connor Miles, you're the absolute best, man. And uh, make sure you subscribe on all podcast platforms to that bad boy. Had an episode drop today if you're watching live on Twitch and Facebook. And we got another one dropping on Friday as well. You're the best, man. I'll be talking to you. Yeah, Johnny Kinsley just texted me. He's like, wait a minute. Joe Thomas just did the intro to our show. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. All right, man. I'll talk to you. You're the best. Connor Miles, everybody. Officially a member of Underground Sports Philadelphia. The absolute best in the business when it comes to the NFL. And before we get on to the other topics on tonight's show, I got to talk to you about our friends at Tomahawk Shades. Tomahawk Shades was started on Long Island by two brothers who had a vision of creating a quality product for an affordable price. You see them on my face right now if you're on twitch.tv slash undergroundsportsphi or facebook.com slash undergroundsportsphi. The Blue Light Plus class of glasses are absolutely elite. Uh, I have a pair. My sister has a pair. My mom has a pair. Every one of my family's rocking these bad boys. Patty Pitts, we just recorded episode two of Streamer Season this afternoon. He was wearing his. Uh, everybody that's bought them using our awesome promo code, which I'll give to you guys in just a second, have said they have been some of the best quality pairs of glasses that they've put on their faces, whether it's the sunglasses, the blue light glasses. We said at the top of the show, they dropped a limited run of red, white, and blue splatter sunglasses just in time for Memorial Day. If you go to TomahawkShades.com, you can get yourself one of those 50 pairs And if you want to save yourself some money, you can use our promo code USP, that's USP, Underground Sports Philadelphia. Pretty easy, self-explanatory. You're going to save yourself 25% off at checkout. 
using our promo code USP. Tomahawk Shades is the best in the business. They've been doing a ton of stuff for us. We're doing a giveaway with them right now that ends on May 29th on our Twitter page at UndergroundPHI. Check that out. You get into the drilling for a free pair of sunglasses. We're giving away two of them bad boys, courtesy of Tomahawk Shades. Tomahawk Shades, quality product, affordable price. Why are you going to pay an arm and a leg for one of those big-name brands just for the name brand? Tomahawk is doing things the right way. Guys, Bryce Harper came out on Instagram the other day with his proposal of what Major League Baseball should be doing to uh, make its return. And I got to say, I think I'm on board with what Bryce is bringing to the table. So he posted just an idea I've been thinking about on his Instagram page uh, as it decides to load on our computer here. Uh, Baseball season. Beyond the health and safety, which comes first for all players, staff, workers, fans, and families, this is just an idea I've been thinking about. You split it up east-west like the NBA. July, 31 days. August, 31 days. September, 30 days. October, 31 days. November, 15 days. That gives you a total of 135 games on board. I think that brings in a lot more fans because you're reducing the amount of games in the season. Your off day is every two weeks on a Monday and Sunday doubleheader of seven innings. You get 30 players, a six-man rotation, save arms if pitchers wanted this. If not, no big deal. The DH and any other possible ideas can come to the table, and obviously they've been talking about the designated hitter coming to the table full-blown in both leagues due to everything going on. Uh, Bryce says the playoffs would be two-week World Series, like Super Bowl week. You get a 10-teams round-robin format, college World Series kind of style at the new Texas Rangers Stadium or whatever stadium slash stadiums are best. Three-game series. You win the series, you move on. You lose, you play the other loser in a one-game wild card. Winner of that moves on. Other team is out. Or you could play it in Vegas so you have the strip hotels and could use one hotel for all the guys and contain possibly... Uh, two teams left, seven-game World Series. They get two days off before the series. With those two days off, you do an all-star game and home run derby. Could do the MLB awards as well that time. Open this up on all platforms. No blackouts. Yes, Bryce. All on board with that. You open it for everybody to watch. Then you back up the season the next two years, May 1st, 2021, April 1st, 2022, Bryce says, maybe I'm crazy, just fun to think about and throw ideas around. I am absolutely on board with this. I think this is a genius idea. Bryce has the right idea with all of this. You, I think anything going on right now that ends up being tournament style, you look at the Premier Lacrosse League, the rumored NBA stuff, the rumored NHL stuff, anything that is tournament style is going to draw in just a superfluous amount of fans because it's just... It's do or die. It's win and go home. Tournament-style stuff is going to bring in the casual fans. It's going to bring in the gamblers. It's going to bring in everything. So a 10-team round-robin format, College World Series style, I'm all aboard. A two-week World Series? Yes. Sign me up, Bryce. You created the situation. Now Major League Baseball owners just have to stop being cheapskate assholes and pay the players the way that they're supposed to be paid that they agreed to in the first place. 
you know, you can't you can't just retract statements that you came out and said you were going to pay the players and then not do it. Like you can't do that. It's just you're you're billionaires. The owners are billionaires. B with a B. But Bryce Harper's plan, I think, is a smart one. It makes a ton of sense. Gives options to save pitchers. You have expanded rosters. I think this works. I'm a big fan. 135 games. You kick it off July 1. This would be a lot of fun. This would be a lot of fun. If it can be done right, I think Bryce Harper's plan needs to be given to uh, that bag of bones, Rob Manfred, who just thinks his trophy's a piece of metal. And uh, we need to make this happen, Bryce. So I'm all aboard Bryce Harper's plans. Train. Last bit of news. Tobias Harris is an absolute stud of a human being. Uh, Tobias, it came out today that he is uh, going above and beyond to help out in the Philadelphia community. He is going to be, you know, using his platform for good. And uh, it came out today via the Sixers and and via Tobias Harris. Um, You know, he's going to help pay mortgages for 12 Philadelphia families, provide books for children's at-home libraries, host virtual book read-alouds, and he's going to be donating, uh, on top of that, he's going to be donating lunch for 250 healthcare workers. Tobias Harris, you know, I know a lot of people bag on him because he signed that contract. You can't bag on the guy for securing his bread, you know. You, you can bash Elton Brand in the front office for doing it, but you can't bash Tobias Harris for signing that contract. Well done. What an absolute stud of a human being Tobias you're the absolute man we tweeted uh the homie Noah Levick from NBC Sports Philadelphia's article today and shout out to Mike Scott for retweeting that to let the people know uh the great things that Tobias is doing obviously Mike standing out and, and donating 600 meals to the Philadelphia uh healthcare workers and everything um Sixers are doing some great things in the community so shout out to them for being uh, absolutely awesome human beings. If you missed it at the top of the show, Connor Miles joined us. The podcast that I produce with Connor as he hosts Just Another Football Podcast, it's joining the Underground Sports Philadelphia family. Connor is joining the Underground Sports Philadelphia family. Full-blown, he's on board. Uh, You guys heard him a while back during the playoffs when we did our Eagles enemies and Eagles post-game shows. Uh, Connor's going to be contributing a ton of NFL stuff for us. Very excited to have him on board. Very excited to have just another football podcast on board as our first national-type show. Uh, nothing's changing, though. We're going to keep chugging along. We're still doing the damn thing, and uh, that's why you guys need to subscribe to all of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Underground Sports Philadelphia, OTB, Streamer Season, Just Another Football Podcast. The list goes on and on. We are are doing big things. We debuted the Get in the Hole podcast Twitter feed this weekend uh, with the golf tournament, which we will talk about on Wednesday night's show uh, because that was a ton of fun. Get in the Hole is the newest, newest original program on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. It's going to be hosted by Mike Evers, new member of the team. Shout out to Patty Pitts for securing that bag for us. And... Um, I'm excited for our network to be covering golf. Mike's got an extensive golf background knowledge that he's bringing to the table. And uh, 
things are just getting started. So make sure you subscribe on all podcast platforms to all of our podcasts on the network. And if you don't have an iPhone, make sure you leave the five-star ratings and reviews on your computer. You have iTunes on your computer, but if you don't and you don't mess with iTunes, you can check us out on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, the TuneIn app, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, wherever you get your podcast. Underground Sports Philadelphia is there. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at UndergroundPHI. We got a new episode of Streamer Season with myself and Patty Pitts talking all things Tiger King dropping tomorrow morning in your podcast feeds. Streamer SZN on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you're following us on the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI. We are everywhere. Support the brand, support the homies. And if you are a college student and you want to get in on this action, we are accepting college intern applications through the end of May. Get your resumes in on that form. Come hang out. We are going to be the most interactive internship this entire summer. You know, things are a little wonky. Your internship might have gotten canceled. You might not have one yet. Apply now. Come hang out with the best in the biz as we uh, we bring this operation from the underground all the way up to the top. And... Uh, you can check me out on Twitter at KBICCL311. Check out Connor on Twitter at Sheet And follow Just Another Football Podcast at Another FB Pod as it's the newest podcast on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. And as always, guys, show brought to you by our awesome sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Automall, who is now reopened for business in a safe, secure way. Check out the Facebook video post we put on our page, facebook.com slash undergroundsportsphi, to check all that out. If you need to get yourself a new whip, check out Bob Novick Automall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, and of course, our awesome kick-ass merch provider, Design Tree, dsgntree.com. Search Underground Sports Philadelphia and use the promo code SPRING20. Save yourself 20% off your entire order at checkout. And our friends at Tomahawk Shades, it's TomahawkShades.com. And when you go to checkout, use the promo code USP. Going to save yourself 25% off your entire order at checkout. Again, shout out to the homie, Connor Miles, jumping on board with Underground Sports Philadelphia. And uh, we'll catch you guys on Wednesday night talking more Eagles draft prospects in depth. Should have another guest for one of the draft prospects. And whatever else comes our way in this sports world. We got you covered. Also, make sure you follow the Get in the Hole podcast at Get in the Hole Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Mike Evers going to be kicking things off very, very soon. This has been Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 237. I'm your host, Kyle Bennett. We are signing off. Peace.